I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Every time he poops his pants, he uses a wheelchair, too. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> I never know what Nick's going to start start the spot off with, but it's so funny you bring that up. My dad and I have joked about that Paul Pierce thing for years, years. Like, anytime anybody ever gets hurt, we're like, oh, here comes another Paul Pierce. Like, that's it's been the new generation Willis Reed, which we still we joke about Willis Reed. Like, Willis Reed was more my dad, Paul Pierce wheelchair thing was like uh, kind of the newer version of that for us and we joked about that forever and we always made fun of Pierce because we the moment he jogged out of that tunnel like he so, was bullcrapping yeah. that so much but like you never knew like you heard like just whispers people joked about the like hey I'm gonna crap my pants like that's what Paul Pierce did you know and, but like I never really truly believed it I just thought it was just something that Kind of like folklore. Like it was in Worldwide Wob's top five NBA conspiracies. I mean, <laughs> that that's that's pretty hype. That moment for for all the listeners. I grew up a Lakers fan. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, and I love the Lakers. Like, you know, I started becoming an NBA fan, uh, and then they won three championships when I was like in elementary school. So I was just like hooked, and I was on them. And in 2008, when he got in that wheelchair and got and, and rolled off. And then came back, like you said, just running out like nothing had happened. He got carried carried off, put in a wheelchair, and then rolled down. He didn't even roll himself. He rolled down, got rolled down the, the tunnel and came back. That was maybe the angriest I've ever been in my entire life at a sporting <laughs> event. It was like four players that had to like pick him up and put him in the wheelchair. And, but, yeah. You can, you can see like Tony Allen's face next to him. He's like, Ugh. So yeah, if you haven't seen Paul Pierce uh, on, I guess it was was it before the game or after the game? I think game? it was NBA. It's just NBA countdown. So whatever. NBA countdown just straight up admits on the air that he'd used the bathroom and admits to uh, yeah crapping in his pants during the game. And that's why he needed a wheelchair to leave because he didn't want the stains. <laughs> so anyway, I called my dad super late last night. Woke him up. He didn't answer. He calls me back and he's like, "Hey, you know everything good?" Like. He had woke up to call him back. I was like, listen, Paul Pierce crapped in his pants. And <laughs> so like, I had to tell him that he's story. Like, current Paul Pierce? Like, like he recently he, did this? <laughs> he was so uh, glad that I woke him up for that, and uh, I was cracking up about oh, it. Man. So I finally Thank feel you, Paul Vindic- Pierce. The 2008 title didn't go to the Lakers, but my, my, my fandom self as a, you know, a high schooler finally feels vindicated after all these years. He's having a very weird post career. What so a far. year! What a year he's having. I mean, he's yeah. getting chants in stadiums like like Pierce sucks and stuff like that. He's not even playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he's losing stock right now. So he he needs to do something. But else. people, um, but people like know him more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like more people are, are learning about Paul Pierce and know him maybe than even when he was with the wizards when he's going called game, you know? Okay. Let's just be real. More people know Scott with Brian, but it's not in a good way. <laughs> hey, so, Hey, but all publicity. 
Yeah. Do you want to be known for that, or do you just not want, or you just want to barely be known? If only that publicity turned mm. into YouTube views, Isaac. If only. <laughs> if only. I'm done talking about Paul Pierce and Brian <laughs> and, and and Scott Boy Ryan. Um, today on the podcast. We have a bunch of random stuff. We were going to do another profile, and we just had to completely change it because we had a trade in the NBA. We had a real actual trade. It's actually not even fully agreed to. It's not even fully finalized yet because it can't be. Uh, I think it has to uh, – they have to wait till July 6th or something like that. Or no, June something. They have to wait. For July cert- 6th. July 6th. Yeah, yeah I was ready the first time. And so they have to wait for that. But we still got a trade. It's fascinating, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Dwight Powell probably – you know, opting into his deal, and uh, we're going to kind of scold ourselves a little bit on that one, and so we'll talk about that. And then we have another trade. This one is fake, but in our hearts, it's real. We made a trade to get into the locked-on draft. We Isaac finally did it. His hard work, grinding in the film room every single day, just, you know, in the war room, trying to make it happen, calling, calling up GMs on the phone, you know, talking to everybody from every which way. He... Guys, he finally did it, and I'm I'm very proud of him. So we'll talk about that trade. But before we do, and before we get to all that, Isaac Harris, Uh-oh. it's time for the this the daily the, the daily Himalaya know. podcast rankings update. Okay, last time we checked, we had made it into the top five. Ooh, for locked on. Um, Isaac, would you like to guess where we are right now? I'm gonna say top four. You would be you'd be correct. However, you're shooting a little too low. We are number two in all of oh! in all of Himalaya for the, for Locked On podcast. The only I need to podcast go subscribe. The only the only podcast that is higher than us right now is Locked On NBA. Guys, we did it. Uh, Two hundred and eighty nine follows. Thank you to everyone that has done that on Himalaya. Uh, David Locke is going to go look at this and be like, "What the heck is going on with Locked On Mavericks?" <laughs> All these other podcasts that definitely have bigger audiences than ours do, like NFL Draft, uh, NFL, Lakers, Celtics, Packers, Jazz, the Draft. All these have bigger audiences than we do. (laughs) And we have way more followers on here. So thank you to everybody that's done that. If you haven't yet, let's catch Locked on NBA and let's be the highest and we'll we'll show it off. Actually, we just got one more. We're at 290 right now. Was that you? (laughs) That was Isaac. He finally followed, guys. It took him forever. Um, so Lockdown NBA is at 446, and uh, we're at 290. I know there's absolutely enough people listening right now to go and, and download this that we could get we could get there, or we could get to – we could definitely get, easily get to 500. I mean, come on. Enough people listening to this podcast can just download the Himalaya app, follow Lockdown Mavs, and don't follow Lockdown NBA. If you're following Lockdown NBA, you're counterproductive to what we're trying to do here. Okay, so if you're on the Himalaya app, unfollow Lockdown NBA and follow Lockdown Mavericks. I don't care what David Locke says. We're trying to catch them. <laughs> so there you go. Download the Himalaya app. Also, today's show is again brought to you by Hotels.com. Again, don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own. It's the summer. I have to be honest. I went to the beach today. It was awesome. If you want to go to the beach, go to Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere. Just like Lil John says in the commercial, be there. Do that. Get rewarded. If you quote Little John one more time. All right, Isaac. Let's get into the Dwight Powell news. Dun, 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 dun. So, for Brad Townsend... Okay. Let's just... Okay. We need to just say this. 
We fell for it. We did what it again. We, we did it again. What do we fall for? We fell for another source that is not our four source. The four sources of the apocalypse. That oh no 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 you can't no you can't we not- didn't we fell for again. We went with somebody else's news instead and didn't hear from the sources and we went with them and we believed it. We and he give was that to local guys and now he's going to opt in. There's a couple like national guys like what like we got you got to include Woj like Chris Haynes. I'm not gonna. Like Chris Haynes is a, a very well plugged in national guy. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't feel bad for following that report. I mean, it's a Chris Haynes, wasn't it? Chris Haynes, it was Chris Haynes. Yeah, yeah. If Chris Haynes reports something, then ninety nine percent of the time you're going, you're going with it. The 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 method of how Dwight's going to be back next year. That yes, that was confusing. Of like, hey, opt in, or he's gonna opt out, and then New Deal, all this stuff. Cuban going on the radio saying we're gonna extend him. Well, he that you know that was the first domino, and then it was the Yahoo report. And you're like, okay, either way. When I checked in with some people, like when we last time we talked about it, it was I was just very clear in the hey, he's gonna be back. It's just a matter of how. So yeah, we went with the Yahoo thing because like, hey, so with the Yahoo, you thought he was gonna sign a New Deal. Either way, there's a lot of misinformation going around between a lot of different people on exactly how he's going to be back, whether it's a uh, opt-in, opt-out type of thing. But now we get a definitive thing from Brad, um, who talked to some people today. Tim McMahon even tweeted it, and you know, yeah, he, I very, got the, I got the full quotes from him, so I wanted to read those. So Brad yeah. Townsend says this is the original report told by reliable source that contrary to Yahoo report last month. By the way, just just completely pulled the rim down on him. Just, just grabbed the the wastebasket, put it over his head, and dunked on him <laughs> with with this report. Dwight Powell plans to opt in and play for the Mavs at ten point two million dollars next season and sign an extension after July fifth. No wonder Powell spoke so certainly of remaining a Mav. He has until June twenty ninth to make it official. So he's going to pick up the option, the player option we've talked about, you know, this whole season. Ten point two million dollars will play next season, and he's also going to sign an extension on top of that. Tim McMahon says, can confirm via sources that Dwight Powell will opt in and sign an extension with Dallas. The Mavs view Powell as a core piece that's not new to us and potential starter. That might be new to us. That's not new to us either, no. He is, he's an analytically elite role man who can defend power forwards, which makes him a good fit with Christoph Porzingis. That is true. However, those are two very bad rebounding bigs. But we'll talk about that more during the summer. Yes. Bobby Marks came in on all this, the, uh, the former... Um, front office member with the Nets said max on an extension for Powell would be four years, $55.2 million that would start uh, in the 2020, 2021 season. That doesn't mean that Powell will get the full amount, but that's what he's eligible, eligible for. So basically if you do math like I do, which is not very well, uh, that's $13.8 million on average that we'd sign Powell for. If he gets the full extension, which uh, I don't know, I wouldn't do it, but we don't know what the Mavs are thinking at that point. So that's all the inform- that's all the new information that we have right now. Yeah, so that uh, changes a few things based off what people were talking about with the Yahoo report, including us. Of if with the Yahoo report coming out, it made it seem like oh he's going to sign a new deal, in which that case he could sign a deal lower than that ten point two in that first year, give a little bit more cap space this summer. That's not happening now. So with him opting in, he's going to play at that ten point two. So um, whatever you, 
yeah, you don't get that extra cap space. Then, then I think this is where the Cuban comment on the radio will come into play because Cuban said on the radio back was, I felt like a month ago, it was probably like three weeks ago, I guess. But, uh, Cuban said on, you know, on the fan that, you know, they're going to sign him to extension for three years. So I think you'll probably see that Dwight Powell extension kick in there in, in July. They'll sign it probably a three year deal. It, you know, we'll just roll with that. How, what three year extension? At, yeah, I think so. Probably. And then just it's just a matter of you know how much do you want in that extension? Three year thirty six, three year forty. Um, you know, I would assume that it's gonna you know be a little bit of a raise. He's gonna get that ten point two next year. Then uh, I think he'll probably jump up a little bit, maybe twelve a year. You know, for those three years or twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, you know, I think he'll hover around that. I think he'll you know it'll be somewhere around the twelve to fourteen. You know annual salary yeah which is okay I, I think it'll be okay especially with the you know the cap's projected to keep on going up a little bit i think what next year it's projected to be 109 110 something yeah, like that right mm-hmm. 109 uh, if it just keeps on going up a little bit for what do i i've came a long ways with my stance on <laughs> twat pal so if if there was a, a a single narrative that stretched from the beginning of our time hosting this podcast to the present it would be like if we were to do a documentary, the one storyline that would just weave in and out uh, besides the the network connection that we have that always cuts out and makes us not be able to hear what the other person is saying, which is happening right now. Uh, True. But, <laughs> but is, is Isaac's love-hate relationship with the player of Dwight Powell, not the person of Dwight Powell, but the player of Dwight Powell. Yeah. Uh, I gave a lot of hate to that player Dwight Powell like three years ago, but I, I've came around. I would, it. I would not hate it if anyone with a bunch of time on their hands, say they just got out of school for the summer, decided to go back and maybe went through some of our old podcasts and listened two times so they can Gosh. get through a bunch of them, and just found any kind of you know really good. Dwight Powell hate from from Isaac Harris and sent it to me at Nick Van Exit. If you if anyone did that, I would not be upset about it. Would not be upset. <laughs> <laughs> again, our our connection just completely broke out again. This is this is very weird. I don't know why it's happening all of a sudden. Maybe just everybody's out of school and <laughs> everybody's using Skype. And everybody's it's getting using overloaded. The, the bandwidth. Uh, no, but for twelve to fourteen, what you're going to get with Dwight, you know, I think I think it'd be perfectly fine. You're getting that athletic rim rolling guy. He he fits what the definition of what the five does in Rick Carlisle's system. Yep. That's what he does best. And uh, now, in a perfect world, you'd want that guy to rebound a little bit better, and you'd want that guy to uh, maybe um, play a little bit better interior defense, but. If you get KP, you know, rocking the weak side defense or help defense uh, in the paint, and then you got you know D- Dwight who can chase around a decent amount of the fours in the league. I think it's 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 like he said in the tweet. He is a potential starter. I think depending on how free agency you know, free agency goes, if they don't land another big man, I think you know they're fine with him starting. It's just you know if it's one of those things where Dwight starts alongside of him. 
but then they go out and sign uh, maybe a an Ed Davis type, an, a, a body that can bang a little bit with some of these bigger guys, and you do still have that bullpen approach when you have like Dwight Powell, Maxi. Let's just say if they bring Maxi back, you know Dwight, Maxi, and like Ed Davis, for instance. If it's those three guys and you rotate them with Dwight starting, but still have the flexibility of moving KP to the five and all three of those guys on the bench, like I think that's the type of. Um, center rotation that we're going to see next year. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about, you know, the idea of Dwight Powell and Porzingis starting together. And the big thing that we all worry about is the rebounding, which is definitely going to be an issue. Porzingis is historically not a productive rebounder. He doesn't rebound a lot. Dwight Powell is definitely going to try. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think McMahon continued to in his tweets to say that, you know, the Mavs love his work ethic and all that. And he even stayed late during batting practice so that he could take more, more BP for Dirk's Dirk's uh, game. That's on, on Friday today. So you're not, you don't have and, to worry and, about that. And he's, he's continuing to build his game and he's still working on it. And, uh, and I think that part of this is that he is like what they think, of a core member of the Mavericks and that he is part of the yep. identity of the Mavericks and coaches love that kind of guy. Rick Carlisle loves Dwight Powell. Honestly, I mean, I've joked about this in the past, but I, I really think this could be our version of Nick Collison in OKC that I think this, I think you might see Dwight, I mean, play here a long time because he just fits everything they want in a, in a Dallas Maverick uh, on and in like the eight court. years. We're going to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, Dwight Powell is, like second or third in games played for the Mavericks. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> that, that that would be insane. Now, it, it is some notes to think about when it comes to cap space. With Dwight being at that 10.2, you still have the $30 million in cap. So consider you still have the 17.1 cap hold for, for Porzingis. You have the 1.9 for Finney Smith. You have the 1.8 for Maxi. You have those three cap holds, you know, assuming that they're going to do the qualifying offers for Dorian and Maxi. That still leaves you right at that $29, $30 million in cap space mark. Yeah, it doesn't Even affect with, it doesn't affect the cap space too much. I mean, you're talking like yes. what, five hundred thousand dollars really the difference between that that uh what was the mid level exception that I think Brian Windhorst suggested and then this this player option. Yes, and that's yeah, when the Yahoo report came out, a lot of people were like, whoa that they could get a little bit more cap if they did do Dwight into that exception or if they did do the lower annual salary this you know for this next season but it, you know increase it to where it equals out in the long run it, it, it could get a little bit more cap space in there it that's not going to happen now so you still have the 30 uh you know to use with that so I, now all eyes for the Mavericks I think really point to Courtney Lee and what they yeah. can do with that Courtney Lee contract cuz a lot of people's throwing out there about them stretching it in which that would you know net them another you know eight million in cap space, so that would push you to around that you know thirty seven thirty eight million dollar mark. Uh, but I, I think you know in a perfect world you try to get off that expiring contract. It's just you just don't have a, a lot to get that off with. And if you want to, do you want to transition to the Nets Hawks trade? Because I think it kind of plays into that. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll transition into that in a second. But um, the the Courtney Lee thing is something they have in their back pocket in case one of these free agents comes up and is like, Hey, we want to do that. They don't necessarily have to do that uh, because we're seeing some of these teams still paying off money to, uh, you know, these, these like Joakim Noah. I looked at, I was reading, you know, Bobby Marks's thing on which teams have cap space. And they're like, Oh yeah. And the Knicks have these guys and they're paying Joakim Noah. And it's like, and 
this team is pl- still paying this guy. All these guys that have been stretched and uh, Lou Aldang still on the, the Lakers books and stuff like that, which, you know, it's it's a good way to, to initially get off some money, but you want to be able to get through that, especially if it's expiring, yeah. like, like Courtney Lee yeah. is. You want to get and, through that contract and get it off the books as soon as possible. And I've been operating under the belief that I think I think they would attach 37 to Courtney Lee to shed that contract to get that cap space. And yeah. thinking, you know what? You know, I wonder if somebody would take on Courtney Lee if they could get that high second round pick. Man, that Nets and Hawks trade, I'll just mention now, but like Alan Crabb, an expiring contract for next season, they pretty much had to pay two first round picks to shed that. I texted a guy today, a national guy today, a national reporter guy, and I said, you know, about the Courtney Lee 37 thing. And I was like, man, this trade makes it seem like it's not, you know, you might need something more than that. And they just wrote back and said, yeah, he's probably going to need a first for that. And, uh, you know, so like that, that's an impact on the Mavericks that if you're sitting there looking at it saying, oh, it'd be easy to get off the Courtney Lee 12 million. Let's just attach that second rounder to it. There's only so many teams that are willing to take on money right now. There's only so many hawks out there that's saying, "Hey, we're pretty much going to suck, so we'll just take on a bad contract <laughs> to get, you know, to get draft picks." On top of that, it just took two picks, you know, two first to get off an expiring of Allen Crabb. So it's probably going to take more than 37 to get off Courtney Lee. Yeah, let's let's dive into that trade, uh, but before we do that, let's take a break. And thanks to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you are looking for a great Father's Day idea, which is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. I mean, that's coming up. If, if yeah. you're ordering stuff, like if you live away from your parents like I do, you have to start doing some of that stuff now. Um, their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Get your covert questions and texts to your dad like, hey, dad, what's your neck size? You know? Like those things, those random things you have to ask randomly just to try to get a present for your family members. Uh, so go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. Untuckit.com, promo code NBA. All right, Isaac. So the trade goes down. A Woj bomb, random, random Woj bomb in the middle of the day. I had um, taken a nap and I woke up and all of a sudden I was like, trade and my wife was like what there was a trade and she knows how excited i get about trades and she was like what right now it's the finals are going on right now i said yes the nba is very weird i don't understand why that we can do trades in the middle of the finals (laughs) but since the draft is like three days after the finals this is the full trade the brooklyn nets get torian prince the wing from the hawks obviously and a 2021 second round pick the hawks are getting Alan Crabb and his $18 million contract that's still still paying. He's got another year on that, too. The number 17 pick in the 2019 draft, so the draft this June, and a lottery-protected 2020 first-round pick. So they're, they're picked next season as well. Woof. Okay, so you said that it took two, two first-round picks to get off of Alan Crabb's deal. I don't think that's true. I think this is like two separate trades. I think they, they attached a pick to, to Alan Crabb to get him, they also, I think they also wanted Torian Prince, too. I think there's some value in that. Oh, you're back. Um, so you think that... Hmm. I think this is purely getting the cap space. You don't think that I they think, took any, any, anything from getting Torian Prince? No, no, no. I, I do... I, I think he's the throw-in on of, like, man, that that's awesome. That's cool. I don't he's think... He's like the Dwight Powell in the Rondo trade. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good analogy for it. Because I don't think, I mean, how many teams are throwing out a first right now for Torian Prince? I mean, the Hawks you know, tried to do it all last season, so. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think it's as much that. I think it was, hey, we're gonna give you two first. Can you at least just give us, you know, some type of young player on a, on a cheaper contract that is not gonna eat into that crab money, you know, very much. So, crab, the crab money. Crab money. <laughs> Uh, like man, when that, like when that trade first, right now. when that first trade went down, you have to get a little bit excited. Cause yeah, I mean, the finals going on right now, we love watching the finals, but it did give me just another, like, Oh man, I like these Woj bombs. You know, like <laughs> I miss these. I, I'm looking forward to this in a couple of weeks. It's sad that Alan Crabb has to, to pack up and move and, you know, Torian Prince has to move from Atlanta to Brooklyn. I guess that's a, that's a glow up, I guess, but, uh, I'll, but yeah, I, I don't underrate Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty cool. I love trades. They're so great. Uh, yeah, but yeah, immediately first thoughts as soon as you saw the trade and it said first rounder Allen Crab. I mean, immediately uh, you know we were texting. I'm like, oh dang, something's up with Brooklyn. Because <laughs> if you look at this trade, and for for some people that maybe are are you know listening to this podcast that are just fans of like Luca Porzingis or they're joining, they're listening about the NBA for the first time. This trade at face value doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense if you just look at the the players and the pieces involved in a vacuum. This trade makes absolutely no sense. You're like, Alan Crabb is this you no know, overpaid wing that, you know, I don't understand why they would, you know, have to send you know him with two picks to go to to tor- like to trade for Torian Prince. Like is Torian Prince that good? Like no, they the Hawks are doing what they're taking a page out of the Brooklyn Nets book essentially and they have cap room which is what we talked about all last season the Mavericks had cap room made all these fake trades to how the Mavericks could get draft assets and get these get these draft picks for taking on bad or not necessarily bad but big contracts I guess Allen Crabb is a bad contract taking on these bad contracts with big money and getting a pick from those teams in order for that team to get off. So they're they're basically paying you to take this off my hands, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh the Torian Prince thing was 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 thrown in and uh it might confuse some people. But yeah, that's, that's where this is. The Hawks now are just this this crazy team. They have they have now Trey Young, Torian uh no, not Torian Prince, he's gone. They have Trey Young, John Collins, Herder, uh <laughs> Bembry, Spellman, then they'll have number eight, number 10, number 17 in this draft, unless they, they yeah. move up, which they probably will. All of them on rookie and, contracts. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's it, even more insane is if they if they take all those guys. Th- there is not a single roster in the NBA that is more flexible than what Atlanta can do right now. Because on top of that, they're going to have like $60 million in expiring contracts. Baysmore expiring 19, Crab expiring 18, Miles Plumley expiring 12.5, Alex Lynn expiring 4.1. So like if there's a if there's a, a star or somebody that hits the market or you know any like can you imagine just a mid-level a mid-tier star right now on the market and it's more I mean they have first round picks, they have three you know three picks in the top 17. And then they have expiring contracts that, hey, here you go. That they could help facilitate anything. They could be buyers on some things. But yeah, I mean, they're what they can do with eight, ten, and seventeen. I don't know how high. I don't know how high you can move up with that. I saw a report and somewhere that that Cleveland was probably the highest they could go. Yeah, but I don't even know, I don't even know if it's like worth it. Right, you know, like right. I think once you get past three or four. 
it's kind of yeah it's not it's not like last year's draft so I guess you couldn't you you know can just because you don't want that many youngsters on your team but yeah you gotta like what Atlanta's doing you know Dallas has never reached this this rock bottom you got to be rock bottom to do what Atlanta's doing you got to sacrifice. 18 million dollars in cap this summer you know dallas to get never another first. viewed themselves as a team that was rock bottom for sure they yes, were rock 100%. bottom and we were viewing them as a rock bottom team that's why we were making all these these trade ideas like hey let's take on some of these these you know dead weight contracts and try to get some picks out of it but they didn't see that and you know they knew more than us i guess because they end up they end up getting luca and porzingis which is wild yeah, and so obviously the biggest thing, biggest thing NBA tw- uh, Twitter's talking about today is saying, man, Brooklyn's obviously up to something. Yeah, and they, you know, they're giving up the two first. Yeah, for Allen Crab. Most people are viewing it that way, like you know, like I viewed it of giving up two first to shed Allen Crab. You, you know, your point about Torian Prince, man, he's going to fit alongside whoever they bring in there, free agent wise. I think that could be a, a that really could be a sneaky pickup that no one's really talking about. He's one of those guys that you you can. You can play those guys anytime. I mean, he's a wing. He can shoot yeah. the three. I mean, what what else do you want? <laughs> yeah. So you know. So now you look at free agency. Who they can get in free agency? Obviously, the Kyrie Irving. You know, rumblings are out there. I think you know they might be shooting bigger for KD, something like that. As a Mavs fan, is there a <laughs> is there a bigger slap in the face for Knicks if the Knicks strike out if? Because I was thinking about this world today, I'm still really confident that KD's going to the Knicks. But the whole, the whole thing about Porzingis being traded to Dallas and shedding these contracts, you know, using Porzingis to shed these contracts mm-hmm. for this money, and Knicks fans have been so confident saying, "See you, KP. We didn't want to pay anyway," and all this stuff of we're gonna get KD and all these guys. Here. We'll get guys that want to be here. The stars will want to be here. MSG. How will Knicks fans feel if they don't land? Like, let's just say Katie doesn't go there. If Brooklyn lands one or two stars and the Knicks strike out and they literally traded KP for nothing. For two picks and for Dennis. For nothing. <laughs> I mean, for like no big, big names. Like that's my. It'll go down as like, one of those. It'll go down as like the the Pau Gasol, like you know, James Harden, like kind of trades. Yeah. It's going to make, it's going to make, I mean, Dallas is already the winner of that trade. Obviously we're biased on it too, but it's going to make Donnie Nelson look like Nostradamus. Okay. <laughs> so it it's, I mean, if that happens, which once again, I still think they get KD, the Kyrie thing. I don't, good luck guessing when he does, but so I can see the, Kyrie and, and the Kyrie and thing. Woj, I think reported today that Kyrie is, 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 you know, serious about, about uh, Brooklyn and that Brooklyn is serious about him. This is what Bobby Mark said about where the nets are as far as their caps. Cause they didn't, they didn't open up two slots. Initially when I, I mean, saw they'd have to renounce D'Angelo. Initially Russell. when I saw this, I was like, Oh, they just opened up two slots. But I went and looked at it. On July 6th, Brooklyn will have $45.6 million in room. That's good enough to sign a max free agent, obviously, such as Kyrie Irving, he says, uh, and then retain restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell and also have $14 million left in room to, to sign somebody else or do whatever else. Yeah. To create two max slots, they have to renounce D'Angelo Russell. So if they're getting yeah. two guys, D'Angelo Russell becomes available. Yeah, for sure. And they would renounce him, and then, man, 
all of a sudden you get a young guy under 23 years old who's just an all-star, you know, hits the <laughs> market wide open. And the bidding war begins for D'Angelo Russell at that point because there's going to be teams waiting to jump on that. Utah Jazz, Orlando trying to clear space. You know, Indiana's going to try. I mean, there's it's it's going to be wild at that point. Would, would the Knicks try? <laughs> at that point, you probably have to, right? Because if they're getting two guys, you think maybe it's one of them's KD, maybe one of them's Jimmy Butler, but one of them's for sure Kyrie. That's where it's leaning to today, anyway. Tomorrow it might lean. Yeah. He's going to the Clippers. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like yeah. all you over, never know. All over the place, but man, yeah, there is a That'd there is a scenario out there where the the Knicks just get nobody. Yes, and it just makes the KP trade look even better. This free agent season is going to be unbelievable. And it, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be here before we know it. Like, I mean, so fast. I mean, it's here now. Like, these it is. Trades it are feels like happening. I mean, the draft, a lot of things are moving around. What was what was Windhorse's tweet today? The Knicks have, have two max slots. The Nets can open two max slots. The Clippers can open two max slots if they want to. Clippers takes a little bit more work because there's a difference between saying the Nets can open because all they have to do is just renounce D'Angelo. Like, they can do yeah. that in snap of fingers. The Clippers would have to trade Gallo, and that's but they have you a know, bunch of assets that they can they could do that. They could do it. He's yes, not Alan but Crab. I mean, he was. I mean, yes, borderline all. But that's harder. Year. That's harder to do than just renouncing a free agent. I think teams would would line up to get Gallo. I think uh, it would be said, pretty so wild said, if. <laughs> Stupid connection. This is driving me nuts. Knicks have two max slots. Nets have two max slots. Clippers have a path to two max slots. Lakers have a max slot plus the number four pick and assets to make a major move. Get ready. <laughs> That's what he said about this summer. It's it's going to be wild. I'm not worried about that that Lakers thing. It's Their just, package is covered. Oh, my gosh. How? But seriously, how funny would it be, though? How funny would it be? And I joked around Bill Simmons did I did this gift, but how funny would it be if Kyrie and AD teamed up in Brooklyn and not Boston, <laughs> or or in New York for that matter? I say my Lakers thing that you dismissed mainly because of Brandon Ingram's health. That's the thing. There's there's still not it's there's still not a certainty around that. I like Brandon Ingram as a player. If he's fully healthy, that changes some things. But if he's not, and there's still question marks around that. Then their package is significantly lower. There's not as there's not as many question marks as you think there is. There's a, a what? I'm not the only one. I'm the lowest person on the totem pole that still talks about that. He had a blood clot in his shoulder. What? Right? We still haven't even heard nothing about it. That's Besides Lakers officials saying, "Oh, he's gonna be ready for next year." Okay. Well, the Warriors been saying KD's gonna practice for like two years. Now watch him get traded to the watch him get traded to the Pelicans. He very well could. That could happen. Yeah, if he very well could. But David Griffin's going to do his buddy LeBron a favor. Do you want to talk about the lockdown draft real quick? Yeah. Well, man, we don't have a lot of time. It's a it's a Friday pod. Come on. It is a Friday pod. We're going to push off for a week. Also, I kind of said on. Oh, that's true. You're gone next week. Isaac is going to be out next week. We're gonna we're going to record a couple pods. So you won't know that he's out, but <laughs> you won't know, guys. All right. Yeah. Friday. Go ahead. Yes, let's talk about it. So, I, obviously, this lockdown... This, it's not like lockdown any of our other draft. pods this week were 30 minutes at all. So. 
this lockdown, uh, this lockdown mock draft is a big thing every year for our our podcast and all the stuff. And we take this super serious. I take this super serious, and I'm emailing. So we take control. We're the fake GMs of our teams, and so we took control of the Mavericks. And we obviously don't have a first round pick. The negotiations are fun because you're just sitting there, you're waiting for them to respond. You're like, man, did I just send them like an awful trade that they're just gonna laugh at me, or did I just oh. lowball? You know what I mean? I. And I, I get so frustrated because I'm I'm sending emails. I'm I'm texting Nick in all caps. GMs are not responding. I'm good. I would I would suck at this job in like, real check life. Locked on DMs. And they're like, oh, they they DM'd me there instead of my my personal. Account. Yes, yes. And I so I'm like trying to get in contact with people. You're like Joe Dumars with the two phones. <laughs> and pe- people are just not like you know. Some people respond and. Uh, we really talked with Boston a bit. John Corrales over there is great, and but we just don't have anything to talk with them about. Like we're not going to get into the Gordon Hayward stuff, and you know they they don't care about shedding money. They did a fake trade for Anthony Davis, and so I couldn't get in there. I was targeting two guys that was falling in the first round. I really like PJ Washington. I really like Grant Williams, and they still hadn't been picked. And I was targeting them at the like in the like right after the lottery in those late teens. And then it started getting close to the 20 and nothing was happening. So I had reached out to the OKC guy and finally we connected. I woke up early this morning. I had an email from him. He said, hey, text. I literally, I had an email from him. All right. And I sent this to Nick and I'll actually read it on the pod so we can all have fun together with it. But he tells me his cell phone number. He said, hey, text me. We can talk deals. And then he goes, Yes, if the Mavs can give OKC a ready now player, say Tim Hardaway Jr. And I'm like, he looked down the roster. Say no more. (laughs) Say no more. And uh, so anyway, we negotiated back and forth. They had picked 21. Uh, He wanted to shed a little bit of money, and uh, yes, and get a better fit around side Paul George and Westbrook and that. So So, therefore, so the trade was give, give him a full trade. Therefore, I pulled off a trade to get pick 21 and some other players. So, I traded Tim Hardaway Jr., Justin Jackson, that hurt, and pick 37 for Dennis Schroeder, Andre Roberson, and pick 21. Mm. So, um... Biggest... Here's a few... Here's a few... And with pick 21, P.J. Washington and Grant Williams was on the board at, at that point. I was so torn. I... I went back and forth so much. I ended up going with PJ Washington because I'm a big believer in his upside. I'll talk about him in just a second. But one, if you just talk about players, you're pretty much swapping Tim Hardaway and Schroeder. Schroeder makes 15.5 million next year. He makes 15.5 the year after that. Uh, Tim Hardaway makes 20 this year. It has a player option for 20 after that. I think it's so, like 18 after that. But. Okay, or 18 after that. So like he he makes a little bit more than Schroeder over the next few years. I don't. However, you feel about the shooter fit, I don't know. Who do you who do you want to play more, Tim Hardaway or Dennis Schroeder? Right. You're at this point. You're like, uh, I mean, exactly. I, there is a world in which I guess he, you know, he could come off the bench and let Brunson start, or Brunson start, and he, you know, or I mean, Brunson come off the bench, Schroeder starts, and I don't know. I'm not in love with the shooter Luca pairing, we, but we really just needed insurance in case Maxi leaves in free agency, right? We need. There has to be a German on the roster. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, and so then, so then it came down to swapping Andre Roberson for for Justin Jackson. That was hard because we want Justin Jackson's outside shooting. And you love you love Justin Jackson, right? I do. Like you, I, you, I he's he's underrated. You love him, like he's a steal. And <laughs> he went to UNC. So Justin Jackson's still on the rookie contract and all that. Andre Roberson, he has, he's going to be an expiring contract for around ten million dollars. There. Assuming medicals check out, he could play alongside Luca. He can't shoot the three very well, but he could at least, you know, if he gets back to anywhere close to where he was before, he's a, he's a pretty good defender when he, he was, played with he those was OKC. Like second team. team all defense two years ago. Yeah. So, so, and on top of that, if you get Roberson, then you have Roberson and Courtney Lee on expiring contracts. That equals around like 22 million in expiring contracts that you could play around with. And, you know, if you if you wanted extra money, it would be easier to dump Roberson than Courtney Lee in that scenario. So, and then obviously the biggest thing moving up from 37 to 21, I got PJ Washington. And I would just, I, I love PJ Washington, especially at pick 21. I think he should be a lottery pick. The, I think he the should Ringer be. The ringer had him at 10. Yes, I mean, I I think that I think Ryan Rosillo the other day said that there is a scenario in which he could see him being a top five or top six player in this draft when it's all said and done. Six eight, super athletic forward from Kentucky, uh, shot forty two percent from three the, this past year. And the fact that Isaac likes somebody from Kentucky is saying something. I know it is saying something, <laughs> uh, and I like his fit alongside uh, alongside KP, like going down the road. And he could be that Draymond type. He he is a super athletic guy. He can score. He can you know he allows you to have you know five shooters on the floor at all times. I think you would bring him off the bench initially, but I think you um, it, he could play. I, I think as he you groom him into that role another year or so, I think he could be your four guy alongside KP at the five in those end of game moments. So I just really like the upside of, of PJ Washington. And for me, so how much, how much cap space would you give up in this scenario? If you take, if you take away the, uh, considering the, the PJ Washington salary, then you, you know, the, the money equaling out with Schroeder and Andre Roberson with Tim Hardaway's 20 and Justin Jackson, you're looking at around three and a half, let's three and a half, four million cut off from cap this summer. So that's where it's at. I don't know how you feel about it. And they can make that money up. If say they need to get, you know, if they they need to get max, yeah. a max slot, they can do that by, you know, trying to trade, you know, I guess, I guess Roberson again, or, or Courtney Lee, or just stretching Courtney Lee and getting to that. You, you can still get there. Yeah, so in this scenario, you you would have you know yeah you would have like twenty six million in cap, uh, but then yeah you could you could you can maneuver a little bit to get to that thirty, and then so you're walking into free agency with you know with around the same amount of cap, and the guys on your roster you're looking at Brunson and Schroeder, you're looking at Luca and Roberson, you're looking at KP and PJ Washington and Dwight Powell. That's kind of the guys under contract that you're looking at at that point, and then you can still go free agent shopping, and whether you want to split it with a couple of guys or go get one guy and all that. So that's what you know. In a it, the shooter fits not perfect. Andre Roberson not being able to you know shoot outside shots not perfect, but um, yeah, you it's get, partly fun too. But you get Roberson the expiring maybe. Maybe Carlisle can work some magic with with Roberson. Uh, he won't make him, you know, a good shooter, but he'll you know, 
probably be able to make him a functional offensive player. I trust Rick. Heck of a defender. I trust Rick Carlisle with with Roberson more than Billy Donovan, right? To put him in a position to succeed. Yes. And the fact that Luca is the primary playmaker more than than Westbrook, I feel like that has its advantages as far as spacing and shot creation stuff like that. Um, and then you have Schroeder, who makes you know four and a half less this coming season than 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 Tim Hardaway Jr. The fit, obviously, like we said, is not great, but we weren't super high on Tim Hardaway Jr.'s fit either. Um, and then you have him guaranteed for the season after that. You could start him. You could come. You could bring him off the bench. There's there is kind of a weird point guard like <laughs> backlog. You have these. You have three. You'd have three point guards at that point, and then Luca. <laughs> On top of all yeah. that, so this is very—it is very kind of weird, but you do it all so that you can get to that pick, and especially since PJ Washington is available, Isaac pulled the trigger and, and made it happen. And I'm excited to see how PJ—I'm excited to see PJ Washington in camp, Isaac. <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously, we said this at the beginning. This is all obviously fake, but <laughs> I had a lot of. <laughs> oh yeah, what if somebody listened of, to that and was like, "Wow, man, what did that just happen? They just did that." And the Thunder guy, he was super happy about this deal. So he was pumped about okay, getting Tim Let's talk Hall. about that side because I don't understand why they would do this. I don't either, but we're not complaining. Because so, we just talked uh, about how much salary relief or how much cap room the Mavericks would lose in this, which is not very much. That's how much salary relief they're, they're really getting, right? Yes. So they're sw- swapping out Roberson, the expiring contract for Roberson, for Justin Jackson, who is a better outside shooter, could you know could play alongside yeah. Paul George and, and Westbrook, and they have his rookie rights at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you're swapping out Schroeder for Tim Hardaway, and yeah, Tim Hardaway, you know, I guess he can play off the ball better, but you're paying him around five million more than Schroeder the next, you know, each of the next you know couple of seasons. And they sh- shot Two the same mo- from three this past year, so. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so yeah. you're swapping out those two in those situations to move down from 21 to 37. So I probably wouldn't have done it if I'm OKC, but yeah, yeah, I pulled the trigger on it. So I feel like we'll have I fun. feel like we're gonna trade Tim Hardaway Jr. twice. Like I feel like we're gonna trade him next year too. Possibly he's gonna be the new Wes Matthews. We'll trade him twice. <laughs> Possibly. There you go. Let us know what you think about the trade. The uh, locked on draft trade, obviously. Uh, oh, we have to do one of those podcasts now, right? Don't we have to do? Yeah, we do. We get to do one of those podcasts now. So we will be on the locked on NBA podcast like we were the last two years talking about the pick and the trade and all of that. It's an abridged version. We do get like nine minutes, I think, to talk about it. Something like so that. So we'll do that. I tweeted out what the dates are for that. I don't have them in front of me, but I tweeted out from the locked on uh, Mavericks account what the dates are for the, the full draft and everything like that as far as when it comes out on locked on NBA. Um, let's see. I have it right in front of me. Okay, picks twenty, picks nineteen to twenty-four. That would be us. Is Monday, June seventeenth. So not this coming Monday, but the next Monday. That's when we will talk about this trade on on there. So you can look out for that. Again, follow us on Himalaya. We are second. That's awesome. I love that. Let's go, <laughs> guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>